Good morning, everyone. This morning we are in Psalm 20, and I think this is going to be an interesting teaching. So in Psalm 20, uh, my heading over the psalm says, Prayer for Victory Over Enemies, and that it is a psalm of David. In Psalm 20 and 21, uh, apparently go together, and they are, in Psalm 20, a before- battle prayer acknowledging the lord and praying to god and saying lord be with us in battle give us victory in battle and even having surety that the lord is going to be with us in battle and then psalm 21 which we won't be doing today but then is more of a celebration or an honor of god for how he did give them success and for how they did uh, help them in battle. Let's take it in, and then I have some thoughts to share with you. Psalm 20. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. And it's probably more specifically referring to war here. But I, I do think then the psalm is trying to teach us something and trusting in God. So we will end up going to that more general meaning to us, but we first must look at it and what really David was saying then. May the name of the God of Jacob set you securely on high. May he send you help from the sanctuary and support you from Zion. May he remember all your meal offerings and find your offering acceptable, Selah. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your counsel. We will sing for joy over your victory likely very military victory. And in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. And that's something that would be done by people going into battle. They would have banners of their God. Uh, May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. You know, David was called the anointed king. And one was said to come in David's line, who would be the anointed one, the Christ, the Messiah. But David's here saying, you know what, you've provided protection for me. Um, you, you, you made me king, and you are, you are watching over me. You are protecting me. He, God, will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. This is great, isn't it? Some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen. But we have risen and stood upright. This is like an acknowledgement of what is to be their success in battle. Save, O Lord, may the king answer us in the day we call. Now, Israel had the blessing and promise of God upon them. And they they were used to seeking God before battle, in battle, celebrating God post-battle. Because God was with them. God God was with Israel and helping them to become a nation. You know, here we are, if you're going through the reading plan with us, we've been going through the book of Exodus and we see them now in the desert, but eventually they're going to get out of the desert and they're going to enter the promised land and God's going to give them military victory and they're going to see it over and over again. And it's going to be clear that the hand of God is upon them, giving them victory. And, you know, now David comes along later and David is still helping to establish Israel and Jerusalem from its enemies, and God is with him and giving him victory. And ultimately, 
Israel's going to see a great time of peace under David's son's leadership, under Solomon's leadership. It's going to be one of the, the grandest times in the age in, in Israel, and uh, they're going to have prosperity. They're going to have peace. But unfortunately, they're not going to follow God very well. And sadly, the blessing in the military victory that Israel received to be established in the promised land, ultimately, God is going to forsake them and allow them to be uh, taken by Assyria and then eventually by Babylon. And it's going to be because they're not honoring the Lord their God. They're not following him. But this is a season where God is still fulfilling his promise to them. Now, that's really what I felt led to talk to you about. How are we supposed to interpret this? And how does this how does this apply to us today? So like they're trusting that God's going to give them military battle. Well, God promised them he would. He promised them the promised land. I want to take you there real quick. If we go back to Genesis chapter 12 and take a look at the promise to Abraham, which is still being fulfilled as we read in Psalm 20. So Abraham went forth as the Lord... Oh, excuse me. Um, I'm going to pick it up in... in uh, In verse 1, I apologize, verse 1 of chapter 12. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land, which is going to be the promised land, which I will show you. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, so that you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and on the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. This is known as the promise. This is known, and, and really God eventually then promised him a son, Isaac, to multiply his family, and he, God did fulfill that promise uh, in Abraham's life. But the promise is known as the promise of God to give God a family that's going to have a multitude, that God's going to bless his family, and that God's going to give Abraham the land of Israel. That's known as the promise. And and God helped them and gave them military victory all the way into David's life to fulfill the promise of God. So they were used to seeing God's military victory because God was fulfilling his promise. Now, we should pray, right? Like, let's say, you know, there's a lot of wars going on right now. Uh, you know, we got the Israel-Gaza thing. We've got the Russia-Ukraine thing. Um, you know, America is getting involved you know, with the Houthis over in the in the Red Sea over there. And there's other wars that, you know, I'm not even directly familiar with taking place in the world. Now, it would be good and right if you were Christian to pray for God to be with you in military victory. If you are a believer, why wouldn't you pray and want God's help? The difference is not all battles are the Lord's. Like, not all battles are following the promise of Abraham to give them that land. So God's interaction in everybody's war, it, especially if it's an unjust war or it's not a war that God is approving or maybe a war where God wants to choose the victor, it, you're not going to be promised the same blessing as what we're reading about in Psalm 20 because God clearly made a promise to Israel to give them that land and David surely was God's anointed king. So 
you know, there's a different blessing upon that. So, you know, praise God that people want to pray if their country's going to war, but it doesn't mean that the same thing that we see in God working in Israel in the Old Testament to give them success is going to be our success too, because it's not tied to the promise. Now, how does this then apply to us? And could it apply to us not even in a military way? Uh, you know, now the church isn't really in charge of, you know, whether we go to war or not. It's it's a country and a government. Um, what I, what I want to do is take us to the book of Galatians. And we've been talking this morning about that promise to Abraham and how God has fulfilled uh how God is fulfilling that promise and giving them military victory in the land. So let's pick it up. And, and you know, so much of this chapter, chapter three of Galatians talks about this. But uh, let me let me just pick a few spots. In Galatians chapter three, verse six, you may recall that Abraham believed in God when God gave him the promise to Isaac. And as a result of that, it was reckoned that Abraham was righteous because he believed in the promise of God. You may be recalling some of this if you've gone through Genesis with us, but in verse 6 it says, Even so Abraham believed in God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Now what we've learned today is that if we believe in Jesus the way Abraham believed in, in the promise of God, that the blessing that was given to Abraham is now given to us. The fact that Abraham want, God wanted to bless Abraham's family, God now wants to bless his church. How was that blessing continued to be uh, ratified, so to speak? It's because Abraham believed in the promise of God and trusted God. And now what the Bible says is if we believe and trust in Jesus and what he's done for us, then the blessing is upon us like it was upon Abraham. So listen to this. Therefore, be sure, verse 7, that it is those who are of faith who are sons of Abraham. See, now today, the church of Jesus Christ has come to receive the blessing that was upon Abraham because as Abraham believed and was given righteousness, now when we believe in Jesus, we're given that righteousness. Uh, listen to this. The scripture foreseen that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, that's us, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham saying, all the nations will be blessed in you. That's the promise. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham, the believer. See, that's us. So it's interesting that uh, it, it may be in a different way. It may not always be militarily. But as David was seeing the blessing upon Israel and praying for God to give them victory, and, and, and in a sense, God was going to give them victory because his promise was on, was on that country and that family and God did give them victory. But now that promise of blessing has been given to those who are of faith and that's us, those who have faith in Jesus. So as God was working in Israel to bless them, God is working in the church to bless us. And, and we, we now have, we now have that promise upon us. Listen to this in verse 23. But before faith came, we were kept in custody under the law. Now that's talking about the Old Testament law, being shut up to the faith, which was later to be revealed. Therefore, the law has become our tutor to lead us to Christ, 
so that we may be justified by faith. We're not under the law anymore, but now we're justified or made right by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. We're no longer under the Old Testament law. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. See, we're sons of God like Israel was God's family. We're now sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have been clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free man. There is neither male or female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Now we come to the family of God through Christ Jesus. Now listen to this. This is this is going to say everything I was saying at the end of chapter 3. And if you belong to Christ, you belong to Christ. Have you trusted in him? Is he your Lord and Savior? If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to the promise. <laughs> we are heirs of the promise of God that he gave to Abraham, that he said, I am going to bless you. You are going to be my family, and I want you to be a blessing to the nations. And I'm going to bless you, and anyone who curses you, they will be cursed. That promise that God gave Abraham is now on the church who believes in him through Jesus Christ. In Israel, sadly, if Jews who have not accepted Jesus are no longer operating currently in this dispensation under the promise because they've rejected the Messiah. This is a whole nother reason just to believe in the protection of the church, by the way. I'm not going to get into that today, but this is... There's a distinction, you see, between believers and unbelievers. There's a distinction between Jews and Christians. God now has blessed and is watching over and protects his church. Experience the love of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So now, even though if we go all the way back to Psalm 20, if we were to take that psalm in, now, yes, it was a specific psalm for David and Israel, and they were praying to God for military victory. But now, because we are part of the family of God, I think this psalm has some things in us. Now, sadly, you know, we don't have a righteous nation. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to even say that we're a Christian nation anymore. So, you know, I, I'm not trying to claim that our country is going to get the blessing of Abraham as though our whole country is God's family because we're made up of a lot of believers and unbelievers. But I do believe that God is working in this world to help his church and to answer the prayer of Christians. Um, so when it says some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord our God. And in verse four, may he grant you your heart's desire. May he fulfill all your purposes or counsel. I think it, it, it's good and right that we embrace this, that you know what? God is now working in the church. God is now working. God is answering prayer. God hears us. He loves you. His blessing is upon you. Turn to the Lord in prayer. And hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, for for loving your church, your bride. And uh, we're so grateful, Lord, to be able to turn to you. Uh, what a blessing it is, Lord, to be part of your family through faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God bless you all.